Hello, everybody. Good morning. How are you? I hope all is well. This is Prayer Rosopolis. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. And today I want to talk about how we can avoid the disease of what's next. So by that I mean, this is something I do to myself a lot, and it's something I see other people doing. By that I mean, when we accomplish something, when we achieve something, we immediately just start thinking, what's next? I think I have definitely habituated this. I've made, you know, unfortunately, I've made this a part of the way I move and think and feel and act. And it's something I want to work on, right? I do think it's kind of, I'm using the word disease, obviously a little bit hyperbole here, but a little bit of hyperbole, but I I like it because it has the word dis or not the word, right? But the prefix dis and then ease. So in a literal sense, like for me, I want to interpret that for a moment, just for the sake of this conversation as a lack of ease. And that's how I feel, I think, when I do this to myself, when I don't allow myself to have a sense of calm, a sense of peace after having accomplished something. And I think this can really plague someone's life. So I want to share a little little bit about it today. I've been doing this to myself recently, and I've had some great sort of like philosophical pieces of encouragement from the Stoics. Of course, we're going to start with Marcus Aurelius, unsurprisingly there, and um I think we have to work with this, right? We have to see that, you know, why are we constantly driven for the next thing? Why do we not sit and appreciate, take a moment with what we've done, with who we've become, with the goals that we've achieved, right? Why do we just constantly have this need for the next thing? And I think a part of it might be, you know, it's it's sort of a natural human inclination. I think we're forward moving, right? There's that great uh, statue by Alberto uh, Giacometti, right? The Walking Man. I think I've had great discussions with that, you know, about that with students, and it sort of speaks to a general philosophy. I think, right? We're forward moving, especially myself, being someone who uh, is aware. You know, I would say maybe more than average, given my practice of philosophy, that I'm not here forever. I want to keep moving forward. I want to do good things with my time here, but that eventually becomes kind of a sense of disease, right? And it doesn't serve a purpose at that at that point, right? And I would like to just say, too, from a practical standpoint, we need maybe to have practices that allow us to sort of cultivate gratitude for the progress we've made. We can't just think what's next immediately. Of course, we want to think what's next eventually, right? Because that idea of what's next, I think, can bring life more meaning, right? It can help us become let's say, healthier versions of ourselves that can help us offer even more good things to the world. But it could also drive us to a point where we're just never happy, where we're just constantly having to, uh, to again, move on to what's next and never really see what's in front of us, never really stop to appreciate what we've done. Never, And you know, when we don't stop to appreciate, we also, if we never stop, we, uh, we miss an opportunity to learn, right? We miss an opportunity to learn the how and the why behind what we did, right? How did this go right? Why did this go right? Right. And even also, like, what is this thing really? What does it mean? What are the details of this accomplishment? Let's not, you know, sleep on those things. It's important. So we need to fight, maybe even fight. I don't like that word. I'm trying to avoid that word recently, right? We need to handle as calmly as possible, right? We need to handle this sense of dis ease that comes from this what's next. Let's call it a what's next impulse. It's a question we maybe want to answer, but we have to learn when to ask it and then answer it and then how to ask it and answer it. So it isn't disturbing. And so it doesn't encourage us to miss what's in front of us and 
really encourage this also encourages us to uh to not celebrate right when things deserve to be celebrated we need to celebrate them and i think for me this is coming you know after some some thoughts and some reflections on just having what seems to be now a very busy schedule um the example that really calls this to mind for me is I recently had a side project that I was working on. I thought I finished one part of it. And then there were just some stupid, like technical difficulties right at the end that really angered me. Like they just frustrated me. Um, things that were out of my control, things that I didn't expect. And I realized for some reason, not only did that sort of ask, ask other questions of me, right. And we'll maybe have another episode on some suggestions from philosophy on what to do when things go wrong. Um, but it, it got me thinking because I thought I moved past it, right? And I was already thinking about what was next. And in reality, what I thought I had already finished, there was a problem with it that I had that I had to fix and it wasn't even done yet, right? So that also happens too, I think. What's next is typically, I would say, attached to some at least some sense of impatience. I, I just want the next thing. I want more. Wait a minute. Let's not want more. So there are two lines, I think, that will work nicely if you suffer from this disease of what's next which again, is sort of to say you're constantly not acknowledging what you've done and you're constantly striving for something else. And this can create a sense of dis-ease, a lack of peace. And also I think it can damage our confidence. We need to sit with our successes. So the first quote I have is from Marcus Aurelius' Meditations, of course, our same translation as usual. And it's number 29 from book nine. And he says, be satisfied with even the smallest progress and treat the outcome of it all as unimportant. Think about how beautiful that is for someone who struggles with this. Again, I'm, I'm, I am that someone of what's next. If we strive to be satisfied, even with the smallest progress, think about all the progress you make that you take for granted. I'm already doing it with this podcast. I'm already doing it with the podcast. It's been less than 50 episodes. And I'm already like trying to challenge myself to think differently, act differently. I'm wondering if I'm being too repetitive now that I have, and this is something I'm so grateful for, right? But it, because I kind of suffer from this disease, for lack of a less robust way of putting it, or less uh, dramatic way of putting it, I have people saying, oh, I'm enjoying it. I have random friends of friends texting me, um, former students texting me, and it's been great. And I'm already in my head like, well, oh, how do I get more people to listen? Wait a minute. Don't worry about that is what I'm trying to remind myself. That's not why you started this. You started this because you thought it would be fun and you, are, you were already doing it and you hoped you could help one person. So don't forget to appreciate these things, right? Marcus is reminding himself here. He himself, of course, had a lot on his plate. We've talked about him enough, right? The emperor of Rome, father, husband, friend aspiring Stoic philosopher, running the largest empire on earth, most powerful person. He's saying, be satisfied with the smallest progress. This is on top. So aside from the fact that we will give ourselves this disease of what's next, right? Which is obviously what I'm referring to with myself here. When I mentioned my small technological problem that was out of my control, I have to think Marcus Aurelius was writing to himself to be satisfied with the smallest progress because especially as a Stoic, he's like, Stuff out of my control is going to get in my way too. I would like to at least not get in my way this much. So let me be satisfied with the smallest progress. So we have to have maybe a celebration habit. 
around progress that we've made. We have to acknowledge it. We have to be grateful for it. We have to learn from it. At the very least, and this is something I've gotten better at, right? When I get some good news, or let's say I finish a project, which projects just at times feel like they ne- they're never going to get finished. They never are finished, right? Even that's a good mentality. Just ha- keep in your mind, this is never done. There's no such thing as done. We have, Especially if you have a vocational approach to what you do in life, you're never really finished, right? You always want to grow more in that regard. You always want to serve more in that regard. So get the idea of being finished out of your mind. Of course, set deadlines. Of course, if you have deadlines at work or school, adhere to them, right? But ultimately, that's the myth of Sisyphus mentality. One part of it is just you're going to keep growing. And there's only one end, right? We all know what that is. Just keep going, keep going, keep moving in a positive direction. Have good intentions, right? And have one of your, if not your absolutely main intention, have that be to pay attention. To kind of add to this conversation a little bit before I get back to Mark, it's like, well, how do you even make any progress? Best way to progress that is, let's say, stripped of this sense of what's next, this what's next disease, is to have your intention be to pay attention. Don't have your intention be to finish the project. Don't have your intention be to get rewards. Don't have your intention be, as he's saying here, right, get rid of this idea of outcomes. Have your only intention today be to pay attention to the right things authentically pay attention, focused, do not be distracted, create systems around that, create cues and triggers around that that help you get focused. Maybe it's coffee, maybe it's water, maybe it's a certain playlist, maybe it's a certain physical space, maybe it's a certain pen and notebook, whatever it is. I'm also learning this too. Outcomes are very elusive, especially when you involve other, I'm getting passionate now, especially when you involve other people, especially when you involve other people and what you're doing with them is subjective. They might be having a rough day. They don't know that you've worked on something for, you know, hundreds of hours, dozens of hours intensely, whatever it is. They don't know that. And that's not their problem. So here we are. We're playing this game now. Today's advice is on how to play it. Celebrate the smallest progress. Try to avoid an obsession with outcomes. Work and learn how to be satisfied. My thing, and this is back to what I said a moment ago, or I was going to say, my thing is when I get good news, and which, you know, by that I mean that could come from the external world. Hey, good job. You finally did this. We're, we're going to move on. Or good job. This project's complete. Well done. Whatever. Or maybe it's even a simple email that says, okay, whatever, right? We want to have a good way to relate to that. And we also, of course, want to have a good, ra- good way to relate to the internal sense of accomplishment that we give ourselves. So as much as I'm pissed off about the technological issue I mentioned on that side project, I am a little bit proud of myself because when I thought I was done with it, and it's in my opinion, it's good, and I really put my heart into it. I can't deny myself that. I really put time and effort over an extended period of time into this project, and it's honest, and it's good, and it's the best I could produce right now. I gave myself a few minutes, and for me, that looks like allowing myself to kind of talk to myself, put on some music, and just... Create a, good, create a good energy, maybe sit down, maybe go for a walk and just listen to music and let myself feel good. Talk to myself about this idea. Talk to myself like, look, this is my best work. I'm proud of this. You put time into this. Once again, switching into that you, right? As Marcus Aurelius and uh, Massimo Pagliucci suggest. You did a good thing today. Back to, uh, you know, back to the idea of intention and attention. 
asking yourself, did I pay attention today? Well, then giving yourself that pat on the back. You did. You paid attention to good things today. You told good stories today in your mind, and then you also took good action. You were attentive. You weren't distracted. And that attention matters. And what I could say from my experience is that when you have these sort of these sort of dialogues going well and truthfully, things will eventually move forward. Well, let's, let's not be that confident, right? Things are more likely to move forward. Because again, the external world can be chaotic and, you know, and catastrophic at worst, right? Or cruel or what have you, right? Just to use some, um, let's say some powerful examples there of how things can be very difficult and things can definitely obstruct our good intentions, even when our good intentions are paired with good attentive action. That being said, I think that's the best thing we can do. All right, focus on paying attention to the right things. And then this other part of the narrative, of course, the main thing of today's episode is don't obsess over what's next. Learn to be satisfied with the smallest progress. So that's a great quote from Marcus Aurelius. I might have more to say on this. I think this is such an interesting topic for me because it's something I personally struggle with. And I also think we're encouraged to suffer from this. What's next? What's next? What's next? There is no next. There is no next. It is what it is right now. As Marcus is saying, be satisfied with that small progress. Make that small progress through attention, regular daily attention with the intention of offering your best attention. Right? We can say choose a task. Don't worry about once again outcomes. Worry about use Simone Veil again. 15 minutes at a time, giving it your attention. See how things go. And as Mark is telling himself too, don't care about the outcomes. Well, let's let's even let me let's even rephrase it. Let me say this: care about the outcomes, but don't make them too important. Let's say that, right? Because I want to stick to what he's saying here. View it as unimportant. It doesn't mean don't view it. It doesn't mean that it's totally unimportant. But the main importance is that we make some kind of progress. And in this case, too, that we learn to be satisfied with it. Talk to yourself like a friend would every day. Honestly, right? But with kindness. Thank you all for listening. Hope this was helpful. And I'll talk to you soon.